ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to His Heart Line. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a His Heart Line discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. You know, the problem is, is that there's just too many people out there that just want to complain. They don't want to be part of the solution. They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, once you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. You got to get involved with God. You got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening if you are on the other side of the pond here, somewhere in Asia maybe, I don't know. But uh, wherever you're at in the world, I'm sure it's a good morning, evening, or afternoon. So I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side as the ultimate host. They are the ultimate host. And this is not the only show that they are the host of. There are many great shows that I'm sure they are a part of, that they are the host of. One of them, one of my favorites uh, is Bards FM. You can go check them out. God, listen, God does not just anoint one channel. I'm sure he anoints and blesses and hosts many, many good channels. It's just a matter of you finding them. Um, there's a lot of good people out there that are really, truly trying to put out the good word out there, the good news. And so, like I said, I don't say that, um, when I say God is the host of this show in Jesus Christ, I don't say that solely as an exclusive thing because God and Jesus, they, 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 they are in charge of everything. They are a part of everything. As long as that man or woman who is, you know, putting in the legwork behind that uh, particular thing or project or channel or whatever, as long as they declare it, just like Mike Lindell with my pillow, he says God is the CEO of his company. Now, if all company owners and, 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 and presidents of companies and even presidents and leaders of foreign nations in our own nation, of course, for that matter, if they all declared that God is the CEO of all, just imagine just what a beautiful place we would be in, in society if we declared God and Jesus Christ 
really the boss of everything. Because here's the thing, they are, whether if you declare it or not. But the power of declaring that through your own words and through your own belief in your heart sends out a strong resonance beyond belief that really, really, well, it just shows that with the free will that was invested in us by God, because God doesn't want us following him because he forced us to. He wants us to turn to him in our own, in our own, you know, with our own merits. And that makes an even more, I think, happier God and proud God of, over his children. And so we just need to do that. And that's why with our own household, within my marriage, our marriage, excuse me, our marriage, we center God in everything we do in the Joneses household. And because of it, our fights have almost dwindled to nothing. Like if we have an argument, it's a squirt. It's a, it's a water gun fight at worst where, you know, you dry off in a couple minutes and that's it. It's not world war three where you got bombs and, 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 and shrapnel going all over the place. And then you're, you're, you're left leaving the battlefield wounded. And so I, I say all that to say this, you invite God and Christ in your heart and in your life and all that you do, you will be amazed at the amount of trans transformation that occurs. It's amazing. And so I, again, I don't say this flippantly when I say God and Jesus Christ is the, are the host of this show because they are, but they are the host of everything. It's just up to man and woman to declare that to the world because more people need to see that. More people need to understand that, hey, we could have a better world if we just declare it being ruled by the creator of Almighty and his precious son, Jesus Christ, who died on that cross and shed his blood for all of our sins. So, which one, which brings me to this next thing before we get into the reading, because we are, by the way, you are joined here at His Heart Line for another episode of 1% with Him. We are going to be reading the book, uh, Isaiah, chapter 12. It's a very, 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 very ultimately short chapter. But, um, and I'm not going to do two chapters because the next chapter is fairly long. And this is my only day off. And all oh, speaking of which, before I get into the soundbite that I wanted to play. So, going forward. Um, and I have to change this, I think, on my website because I think it reflects differently. But going forward, because of the nature of my schedule with work at the moment, um, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to, you know, when I can actually change. So going forward, instead of having podcast free Saturdays, because for a while I was having uh, I was off work on Saturdays and um, I'm continuing to work on Saturdays as opposed to every Thursday like I used to. There's a few reasons for that. Some of that was because I just don't want to deal. Because here's the thing. We have nine semis in my fleet where I drive. And there's a lot more people that like working during the week because they want weekends off. Now, me, I don't really care because I have a wife that's a stay-at-home mom. She doesn't go to work. She doesn't, well, I, Excuse me. Let me correct myself. She doesn't have to drive to a place of employment. She's always working, but she doesn't have to drive to a place of employment because she's a homeschool teacher. She keeps up the house. She does more work than I think I can do. She does more work in a day than I can in three. But um, the th other thing is, is that... <clears throat> You know, when you have a ton of drivers that are trying to, you know, work extra days on a day in the middle of the week, um, people 
tend to get booted off the schedule that aren't typically scheduled on the, on the schedule. So anyway, I say all that to say this, I'm just trying to eliminate stress and anxiety of not being able to work on a Thursday and just sucking it up and just working on Saturdays. And besides the other reason is, is I figured out one thing when you go to the store, like Hobby Lobby, or you try going out to eat to lunch on a Saturday versus like say a Friday or even a Thursday, it is just slammed, jammed, packed busy and i i love people but i hate crowds i absolutely cannot stand being in large crowds i cannot you want to see you want to see a man like myself who typically stays pretty calm cool and collective through a lot of situations you want to see me get riled up put me in a large group of people that are in my way i tell you what there's no better way for god than to test my patience than put me in a setting like that and i'll just lose it i can't I'm, i'm just being honest with you i will lose it i can't stand crowds but, um, so I'm going to be doing podcast free Thursdays. So I will be doing podcast Friday through Wednesday and I will be doing podcast free Thursdays, which works out better anyways, because, um, you know, that's when we have our assembly conference call, you know, our assembly national call and our state calls. And so it just works out that way. I don't want to be occupied all day on Thursday, um, you know, to, to, just I, I just don't want to do that on the one day off because t- today is my only day off and then I'm back at it tomorrow. But once I come to the new year, I'm backing off some of these extra days because I'm just getting exhausted like physically. So I just wanted to put that announcement out there. So podcast free Saturdays will be now podcast free Thursdays. The only reason I'm doing this today is because I missed yesterday. So yesterday, my wife and I had a lot to do. We had a lot to do. And so, uh, so anyways, um, what was I going to say next? Um, oh, and so, um, I'm going to make sure that the website reflects on that too. Um, the next thing, what did I want to do? Wait, Randy's saying on the chat board, Jason. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no to what? (laughs) I'm curious. I need some context on that. Okay. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? So the sound bite. So back to, um, oh yeah, to crowds. Yeah, no, hell no to crowds. I cannot stand crowds. Like I said, love people, hate crowds. Um, unless, you know, I'm like in my DJing days, right? I, I'm like in a booth or like uh, isolated from the crowds. I'm okay. But like if I'm in the mix of it all, I can't do that. I can't do that. Going to Kalahari for my daughter's birthday was, I don't want to say it was a nightmare because I had a lot of fun, but Granted, there's a big crowd in the indoor outdoor water park there, but you know, that's almost to be expected if you're going to go enjoy, you know, a few days of, you know, action packed water fun, you know, you just take the good with the bad. Right. But like going out to eat, you know, cause you know, Kalahari is like a very special thing that we do once a year. Right. But like, if you're going out to eat, yeah, no, I'm picking a day where nobody's out. Cause I want to be off when people are working and I want to be working when people are off because then I don't get bothered. I love it. Um, there is two sound bites I want to play. <clears throat> the first one is I did not put a title to it, but let's give it a listen because I did like what this um, kid said in, 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 in response to this pastor, I forgot his name, but he says it in the sound bite. and play. And this may be a shocking statement for some people, But people don't go to hell for sin. Jesus already paid for that. They go to hell for unbelief. 
and he died for the entire world. So people don't go to hell for sin. All right, look, here's a question for people who think that Jesus died for every single human being's sins that ever walked the earth. Why do people go to hell? It doesn't make sense. If Jesus paid for their sins, there's no reason for them to go to hell. There's no reason for them to be punished because they don't have any sin. That makes zero sense. Michael Todd would say, oh, they go to hell for unbelief, but unbelief is a sin. So that's a contradiction. That's why Jesus died for the elect, not for every single human being that's ever lived, because if he died for every single human being that's ever lived, every single human being that's ever lived would go to heaven. And we know that's not biblical, and we know this theology is totally incorrect because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's absolutely right. And so I, and, and I actually, I played some of those sound bites from that particular pastor because there were some things that I liked that he said. But when I heard that, and then I heard this kid's response to uh, Michael's, you know, uh, little message there, I was saying to myself, I'm like, yeah, that absolutely makes zero sense. He completely contradicted himself. Now, yes, in order to get to heaven, we have to have full belief, but that doesn't keep us out of hell. Now, I'll never forget a conversation that my, my mother-in-law had with some lady at her church. Now, remember, again, put it around context. My mother-in-law is Catholic, so, she, you know, my family, my wife's family goes to a Catholic church. Now, that said, my mother-in-law goes to a, um, a Bible study, and there is a lady in her Bible study group that said, oh, I don't believe we go to hell. And my mother-in-law looked at her, Kathy looked at her, and she goes, what are you talking about? We like because she she was saying she goes well we I don't believe we go to hell like God doesn't send us to hell and she says to her my Kathy says my mother in law she says to her she goes well no God doesn't send us to hell we send ourselves and that woman looked at her like eyes bulging out of her head like what are you talking about crazy lady and so she elaborated a little bit more she goes yeah we send ourselves to hell because. You know, we're the ones, if we're the ones that don't follow the laws of God and, you know, follow the commit, like that in of itself will send us to hell. Like God doesn't do that. We do that ourselves by not following God. And like you would have thought you, you, <laughs> the way I was explained, this lady looked at her that she said something completely outlandish. And yes, Zero Michigan said he failed to also mention our free will to say no to God. Yes. Absolutely good point. I'm glad you put that in there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, just a little sidebar, Zero in Michigan. I always feel like I'm offending you when I say zero in Michigan because, you know, when people say you're a zero, it's like, you know, a negative connotation behind it. So I always feel bad when I read your name and I address you. So just, just putting that out there. Like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I, I really like to know the story behind that zero in Michigan. I, I don't know if you're referencing weather because I know it can get very cold in Michigan. But yeah, I'm, I'm very curious and I don't know why. You're, you're the one screen name and actually Raccoon Six, for some reason, you two. You guys have handles that I really want to know more about. And Fred Rita slash Rita, I want to know the Fred thing too. That's I want to know all three of those. I don't know why, but those are all interesting. I've always wanted to know. <laughs> so Rita says one day, LOL. All right. And then Zero Michigan says I can elaborate <laughs> with a with a crying laughy emoji face. That's awesome. No, seriously, I, I always I always enjoy seeing the reasons why people um will, you know, why people pick their you know pick their screen names you know it's it's very interesting just like truck drivers and their handles you know with cb radios when they everybody has you know truck handles like there's one guy that called himself uh uh flip-flop i'm like flip-flop like what the heck why why'd you why do you call yourself flip-flop you know uh there is one guy that said uh oh i'm loose change or i'm uh i'm uh you know you just hear all these weird weird just you know handles but anyway 
The other sound bite I wanted to play real quick was this, because I absolutely fell in love with this. 15 seconds, real quick. When God gives you a new beginning, it starts with an ending. Be thankful for closed doors. They often guide us to the right one. Yes. Yes, you got to be thankful for closed doors because it usually typically guides us to something much better. Um, and, and and I often have forgotten that at some time, you know, certain times in my own life. But, you know, and maybe we'll make a show of this um, coming up. We're talking about maybe pivotal points in our life. Let's see. Hold on a second before I continue that thought. Zero Mishkin says, I am a zero to the will and purpose God created for me. Hold on a second. Let me, let me, I gotta, I gotta digest this. Hold on. I'm a zero to the will and purpose God created for me. Huh? I want to chew on that. I don't know. That's, that sounds like a very profound statement that my simple mind. Oh, I've done to self. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. 10, four. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. I like that. And then Raccoon Six says, I used to have a CB handle that I still use on the airwaves 47 years. Wow. Yeah, man, I tell you that 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 makes sense. Okay. Well, thanks for elaborating on that. That is really cool. I like that. I like that. Um, but going forward, maybe I would like to do a show. And I like I said, I don't like typically to do shows that um I don't want to say it. I don't like the center shows and podcasts around um the subject of me myself of course um because this is not the jason jones show this is his hard line and who's his well his is christ that's jesus's line that we're we're all supposed to hold for him it's not my hard line it's jesus's line it's god's line uh the line that we need to keep the enemy and prevent the enemy from crossing over. Well, Jason, who's the enemy? Well, Satan and all his little evil minions, all the Luciferians out there in the world that take the form of human life, unfortunately, uh, that walk the same pavement and breathe the same air that we do. We cannot let these people cross this line. And so um, I try not to structure the show around Jason Jones, but more so around God and first God and Jesus, and then secondarily around the National Assembly, because that is the only peaceful, lawful way that we will restore our republic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Now, all that said, I would like to maybe do a show one day because I think you guys would find it intriguing because I find it intriguing in myself when I reflect on a lot of the old previous um how do I want to say it? When I reflect on all my previous moments of life that I call pivotal points where I can either take a, like a fork on a road moment, right? Where you can take a left or a right at that teed off road. And oftentimes I thought I always wanted to make a left. God would force me to take a right. And, and, Rack, and Ron, I'm going to read your what you just wrote here in a second. I just want to conclude this thought just so you know I'm not ignoring you, buddy. I just want to let you know. Um, you know, and so I thought maybe that would be kind of cool to do a, a show because I, me and my wife, we were reflecting on our life together since day one when we, her and I first met. And boy, what a story. Maybe if you guys want, I can just do like, you know, the Joneses story hour and how that little love story turned to war and then actually evolved into a true love later. <laughs> Cause literally our relationship started wacky. 
but it is it has evolved into something beautiful and and has more love in it now than it did when it first started but i think back even before her and i met each other um you know i think about all the decisions that at the time seemed irrelevant and how there were certain paths that jason jones wanted to go on but something would block me a closed door if you will like that guy said a, a door that god decided to close on me he said no no jason this is not the way you're going to go one of those moments was when i wanted to go into the marines i almost joined the marines i had the marine recruiter over i was i was about ready to go take the asvab test take you know test to see what you know qualifications i had and what would be the best suited occupation for me within the armed serve you know the armed forces and um this is right you know i don't want to say right after the when the twin towers went down but it was very fresh it was like a year after because i was pissed what happened and certain events took place that prevented me from going into the marines now had i gone in the marines i probably wouldn't be sitting here right now behind this mic possibly I wouldn't be married to the woman that I'm married to right now. I wouldn't be residing as an inhabitant of Michigan. I probably would have never met Donna Brandenburg or Destry Payne or the people in the National Assembly. I probably would have never met any of these people. But what I'm saying is that God closes doors for reasons. A closed door is not meant to be a bad thing. It just means God's got something much greater for your life and future. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. So back to Ron real quick. So Raccoon 6, Ron, he says, I trap in my favorite quarry. Wait, I hope I said that right. Quarry? I got to look up that word. Darn it, Ron, now you're making me trying to self-educate myself on the air, on the fly. Hold on, I got to look this up in a dictionary now. Hold on. That is Q. Come on, dictionary work. All right, so what do we got here? It's Q-U-A-R-R-Y. Hold on. Q-U-A-R-R-Y. What is that? Well, my internet wants to be slow. And sorry for the latency, by the way. This is what I've been dealing with all morning. My internet has been super slow again. And so it's being slow right now. Okay. Query. Let's see here. There is well a lot of definitions here. So we're going to learn something real quick before we get into Isaiah. So query. I hope I pronounced that right. Q-U-A-R-R-Y. It's a noun. So there's four definitions. One, a square as a query of glass. Never heard that. It's not in use now <clears throat> in language, of course, as far as that context. Um, and definition two, an arrow with a square head. See, quarrel. Also not in use. Okay. Definition three, in falconry, the game which a hawk is pursuing or has killed. Oh. Number four, among hunters, a part of the entrails of the best of, excuse me, among hunters, a part of the entrails of the beast taken, given to the hounds. Gotcha. Okay. You just taught us all a new word, Ron. And I appreciate that. That's very, very interesting. I like that. So, yeah. So he says, I trap and my favorite quarry is the raccoon because they are smarter than most. Oh, I learned something else there too. Did not know that. And he also says, I am a fellow, um, what does he say? I'm a fellow trash panda. I see things I can use that others throw away. And I try to refurbish what I find and resell it. I like that. I, I've never heard that term trash panda. Now I, well, you're teaching me so many things right now. 
<laughs> I love it. This is great. Welcome, Angie. Welcome, Outlaw. Welcome, Randy, by the way. Um, I didn't get a chance to type that on the board, so I just don't want to leave you all hanging. Welcome. Good morning. Okay, let's get into... Let's get into... Well, one more thing, because I know this has been on everybody's mind. So I know we all heard that speech that Trump gave the other day. And I know there are so many people that are ticked off. I get it. I had, I don't want to say extensive discussions, but I was, I had text back and forth between Donna and Destry because, you know, I, I value what they say. And just so I'm clear, I don't look to them as gods. I don't look to them as the all knowing people, right? I don't look to them as, you know, my number one resource, but I like to get input. And, and I try to connect my own dots and I, I talk to other people. I really try to figure out what is going on. And <clears throat> there is a lot of comms that were given out in that speech. And a lot of people would look at that speech and be like, how is Donald Trump announcing he's running for 2024? One of the most important and most historic points that our country will ever see. He's just running for 2024. Okay. To the unsuspecting listener, okay, because let's remember one thing. We need to remember one thing. <clears throat> let's take a peek at something. Remember, this was not a rally where it was MAGA people and Q people and America First people. This was not a rally. What was this? This was a an announcement for America that all of America was listening to, including people on CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox News, and all the other alphabet agencies, news outlets. So you had the common Joe Blow and, 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 and Jane Doe that have no idea about Q. They have no idea what Trump really is about. They have no idea of the military operations that are taking place. They have no idea that there's even a pedophile network going on. They have no idea the sickness behind Hollywood and Disney and the music industry. They have no idea of the perversion that's that's behind the stock markets and, and professional sports and so on and so forth. These are the people that have absolutely no idea. They're just sleepy little residents of, of America, and they're just trying to slave away, make that dollar so they can live for the weekend. So Trump was addressing those people. So he had to speak um, to the normies as well cryptically and, 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 and have comms built in to the people who know what's going on. Very hard thing to do. It's a very challenging thing to do because who who is he sending comms to? Well, he's sending comms, and this is, okay, just so you know, it's not like I have military intel, just so I'm clear. I don't want people to think I'm being um, hyperbolic here or uh, um, exaggerative here. Okay. I, I really try to tell you and insert when I'm putting in my opinion and my thoughts. These are my opinions and thoughts. Okay. Just FYI, they're not facts. But there are people that I agree that I talk to that they have agreed that know much more than me, that have agreed with my assessment. So I know I'm not too far off base. Now, who are these comms for? Now, I had this conversation with Destry. And he said, did you notice the water bottle thing? I said, yes, I did. He goes, well, that was a comm. I'm like, for who? He goes, well, the military. I'm like, the military. I'm like, but wait a minute, though. I'm like, if he's still the commander in chief, can't he just pick up a phone and just be like, hey, military, the storm has a, come upon us it's time to bring fire and fury to the bad guys djt out he goes no 
I'm like, well, I guess I'm not understanding. But then, and then he, he sent me a text with a, I don't know emoji. And then I thought about it more. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So he's putting out comms for the military. And we're going to get into that for a second. He's putting out comms to the anons out there, the anonymous people, the anons, right? The researchers. And he's also, believe it or not, he was putting out comms to people in the assembly. Now, as far as the military, let's go back to that for a second. Well, before we get into the comms of military, there is one thing that he did say that I noticed that was like, whoa, Donald Trump said that Pelosi was fired. And that she was on her way to another nation as we speak. Now, people listening here pretty much know what that means. She's going to another country. Maybe Cuba. Jason, what's in Cuba? I don't know. Gitmo? I mean, it has expanded. There's a lot more sleeping arrangements there and probably gallows. The Wicked Witch is dead, as Randy said. It is a great day in America. Um, and so the thing is, is back to the communication. It, oh, that was the other thing. Because uh, I, like I said, I, it was late and I needed to go to bed and I actually fell asleep during the last half of that speech or maybe a quarter of it because I had to go to work. Um he was also mentioning about how the farmers are standing up because they, they're, they're, they're done. Now, I'm paraphrasing there, but he made a strong mention of the farmers. What I find interesting is this past weekend, Destry came back from the state of Oregon to help 44 farmers representing 13 counties in the state of Oregon to assemble their state. And they put out public notice on Monday. <clears throat> I find that very interesting as he started talking about the farmers, because that was exactly what was happening with 44 farmers in the state of Oregon, which by the way, if you're listening to this out there in Oregon, congratulations, you guys rock. Thank you for doing what's right and standing up for this nation. Now, back to the comms of military, and I know we're getting to 30 minutes here. <clears throat> I wanted to fill this show up because I knew <laughs> the, the reading would be short, but man, I think this might be too long of a show now, so forgive me. But when I was asking Destry about the comms to the military, I'm like, can he just pick up a phone and say, hey, guys, this is what we're doing? He's like, mm, I don't know. And I think he does know. He just wanted me, I think, to get my critical thinking skills, and I did. And then I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I'm, keeping, I'm, I'm forgetting about the special forces operators that are out there. Because if you remember, JFK was a big proponent on expanding the special forces operations. And if you go back into the 50s with General Douglas MacArthur, it was General Douglas MacArthur that handpicked some of the brightest special forces operators to help um, institute this operation called Operation Blue Book, which is basically the Restore America plan, which is turning the, you know, building back a nation state from a democracy to a republic. Hence why the Field Training Manual 2000-25 existed. And then <clears throat> we are coming up on the 59th anniversary of JFK's assassination coming up on the 22nd of this month, just a few days away. Now, that could possibly be a very important date. I don't know. Probably, probably not. But anyway, back to the communication to the military. I started thinking about it. Well, special forces, the one thing that DC can't stand 
by and large, are special forces units. Why? Because they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what operations they are involved in. If you're in special forces, to my understanding, that doesn't necessarily mean you're always in uniform. That does not necessarily mean you are among a group of people in your squadron or, or unit or whatever it's called. Forgive me for the you know incorrect terminology. I am a civilian. I don't know all the proper terminolo- term- terminologies, but it does not mean you're necessarily in a unit in uniform. You could be dressed up as a civilian and be a lone wolf in whatever operation you're responsible for in a remote town somewhere out in the middle of, I don't know, Idaho or the Allegheny Mountains. I don't know. And you wait for a specific communication that only you know about to move forward on. Well, how do you send communications to those men and women that are in remote locations that have specific tasks to complete at a certain time on a certain date without having direct communication with POTUS or the commander in chief, I should say? You give visuals. There are visuals, the water bottle being one of them, where he almost took a sip the first time, put the water back down, and then he put the water back to his mouth and took a drink. Remember that one com from uh, Q, watch the water. Could that be one of them? Maybe. I don't know. Again, these are thoughts, opinions, and ideas I'm just throwing out there in the forms of questions and pondering thoughts. I try not to look too much into it, but I try to also pay attention to subtleties. So there are comms that he put out to people in the assembly. There are comms that he put out to the anons, the researchers, and there are comms that I believe that were built specifically for the special forces operators out in the field to commence the next phase of operations without tipping off the elite that are still clutching, trying to clutch on the power, the bad guys, while at the same time addressing all the normies in America. So you got to understand in that speech, he was addressing in my humble estimation, four or five sets of people. That's a very tough thing to do in a speech. If you think about it, when you're trying to address four or five groups of people, that's a very tough thing to do. So let's not get too upset about the fact that Trump announced running for 2024. There's more to it, and I would love to dig more into it, and maybe we can have a conversation with Donna on that or Destry or someone that might have a little bit more insight on that. Again, not saying they know everything, but just to get another perspective, I guess, right? Okay, let's get into the reading of, uh, of Isaiah because I have jabbed on long enough. You guys don't, don't want to hear me jab around for nothing, right? All right, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 12. It's only six verses, but it says, Then you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, Lord, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and song and he has become my salvation. Therefore, you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. And on that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, and he has done glorious things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Rejoice and shout for joy, you inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. I love that. I absolutely love that. 
Now, a little lesson from the text, a cause for praise. Now, this entire chapter is a praise describing the good that God will do for Israel, and it also applies to you and I. Now, when we trust Jesus as our Lord, then God becomes our salvation, and we no longer have to be afraid. Instead of beings being under the wrath of in judgment of God, we are comforted. Now, with joy, we can now go to the God in prayer, and with gladness, we can sing praises to God for the good that he has done and will continue to do for us. Now, after all, we do get to inherit the new Jerusalem with Jesus himself. Now, how amazing would that be? And just FYI, I'm reading commentary from MelissaBeatty.com. She does beautiful devotionals, and that is what I'm referencing. Just FYI, if anybody wants to check out her site and her ministry, MelissaBeatty.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-B-E-A-T-Y.com. Now, let's break this down verse by verse for a moment. Now, verse 1. He was picking up directly from chapter 11. Now, God declares that Israel will rejoice. And although God will punish, they will then be comforted and no longer be under the wrath of God. Now in verse 2, instead of the source of punishment, God is now their salvation. Noteworthy is the fact that it does not say that Israel will change. Instead, God will gather them, God will comfort them, God will rule them. And salvation is not based on what they do, but on God. Now, as we move to verse 3, It's moved from condemnation into favor, and Israel can now come with joy to draw strength from God. And as we look at the last three verses, four through six, the wondrous work of salvation is caused to shout and proclaim the work. That verses, that these verses actually, the whole chapter, can be taken two different ways. The literal redemption of Israel from all the nations and the spiritual redemption through Jesus Christ. And when a person accepts Jesus, then God's anger is turned away and God becomes that person's salvation. And that person is filled with joy and a desire to proclaim God's work in his slash her life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, and and at the end of all of this, I was just saying this to my wife, you know, we have a job to do, to proclaim God's glory. We need to proclaim the good works of God and what he can and has done. We need to praise him in song, praise him in prayer. We have to constantly be in a state of gratitude. Like we heard the other day from S.G. Anon in that 40-minute audio piece I played uh, the other night. A level of gratitude, having a level, you know, the high, you know, ex- having an emotional state of gratitude within you is one of the highest, and according to him, and I can believe it, one of the highest levels of emotional achievement that we can uh, reach, because it's almost likened to having a true love for God, right? And so. That's why I always encourage people, buy a gratitude journal, make it beautiful, and always write in there, God, thank you for another day of life and good health, and thank you for this, thank you for my wife, thank you for my husband, thank you for my child, thank you for our marriage and companionship, thank you for the home that you give us, thank you for this, that, and the other. It is so important not just to say thank you, but to feel it within your heart and your spirit.
I encourage everybody to do that. Having a heart of gratitude is one of the most important things I think one can really experience and achieve. Because when you have a true heart of gratitude, your want for pointless things diminish. Not saying you don't want to have a nice car. Trust me, I would love to have a nice car myself. I would love to get an old school muscle car. That doesn't change the want, but it it falls very, very much lower on the priorities in Jason's heart, if that makes sense. Like the want's there, but it's not such a burning want that I will do anything to get it. You know what I mean? And yeah, like Rita was saying, my best thankful times are in the car when I can see the sky and all its creations. That's beautiful. Yes. And Zero Michigan says, be content in all things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just, we, we always have to remain grateful in everything we do. So, that is pretty much all we have. Because it's been about a, a 40, now approaching 41 minute show. And yeah, even Rita was saying, you know, you got to be thankful even in trials. Yes, because the trials really harden us and strengthen us, right? It's like the forging and the fire. Yes, they refine. That's the, that's the word I'm looking for. Thanks, Rita. They refine us in his glory. And so um, I just think that's that's just a, a amazing. And 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 Ron was saying, and don't let greed take over your life. Yeah, that's a, another. Actually, that's a very good point, and I'm glad you brought that up, Ron. We can never let greed take over in our life, ever. Greed is a very dangerous thing, much like pride and ego. It can be the destruction of any man or woman. And yeah, Angie says, gratitude can instantly release you from anxiety. Yes, it can. And, it, and, and Rita was saying it can strengthen us and we can bear one another's burdens. I tell you, you guys are very, very smart, intelligent, bright people. I love this community here. You guys are great. And without you guys, there'd be no show. And I really hope you guys continue to share the podcast and share it with more friends and family you know, send a carrier pigeon, as Donna says. I always say, put it up in smoke signals. If you don't have a phone to text it, Morse code, whatever. Put out the word, hishardline.com. Check out the podcast and, um, you know, come join us. Uh, we try to have fun over here. We try to learn the best that we can. Um, we try to do what we can over here without... Um, there's a word I'm looking for without being sensational. I really do my best. And, and what SG Anon said the other day in his 40, 40 minute piece I played the other day, after I heard him say, you know, be careful of truthers who are sensationalists because that's very dangerous too. And I started thinking about it. And I try to reflect on my shows and I try to think, can I be sensational? And sometimes I think it does pop out. Yeah. But I really try to keep that down to a minimum because I don't want to build up a hopium thing over here or, you know, um, spread that fear porn. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. What I do try to do is to tell and encourage you guys, always ask that wonderful God of ours for that discernment. Ask for the real truth. 
ask in your prayers, is Jason saying truthful things today, God? Ask God those questions. Because like I said, I'm just a man myself and I can make mistakes. And I try to not do that. I do my absolute best to make sure I separate fact from opinion and thought and disclose that so you know what you're hearing is either thought and opinion or fact or God's word. And I do my absolute best to make sure I keep sensationalism out of my delivery. I do my best to make sure hopium is eliminated because, look, if there's something that might be a little bit, you know, I don't want to say scary because there's really nothing to be scared of. As the Bible says 365 plus times, fear not. But if there's something that doesn't seem like it would be good news per se, I'll still put it out there. Not again, not from a fear porn standpoint, but the, hey, be aware of this kind of reasoning. So I just do my absolute best to make sure I keep it very grounded and centered here because the last thing I want to do is use the responsibility that God called me to do and this platform and these tools that he's provided me and and be irresponsible with it. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. I do not want to be irresponsible with the tools that he has given me. Okay, let's pray. So Heavenly Father, we absolutely gather together in this community and come in great gratitude and say thank you for being the best God that any man could ever ask for. Thank you for being the only God that has created this beautiful place we call earth and we will restore the love and the word in this world so more people turn to you. Thank you for another day of life and good health. Thank you for the many blessings that you bring to us. We also come to you and humbly ask with our hat in our hand, please forgive us of our sins. We come to you in repentance. Please forgive us, amend our life. Help us make those decisions to always turn toward a more righteous path so that we do not continue to sin in those same sins. Let us always have remorse when we come to you and ask for your forgiveness. May they not be just shallow words. Let there be true remorse behind our sorries and our request for forgiveness. We also request the forgiveness of the sins of this nation. We will restore the love of Christ in this nation. We will restore everything that you made good, God. We will restore you at the center of all we do. Just keep trusting in us. Keep guiding us, and we will do our best to not disappoint you. And most importantly, we also pray for our enemies, that they not only stumble in their schemes against your people, but they eventually start seeing the, the, the nefarious intent behind their schemes, and they turn away from those nefarious actions and turn to you, to your goodness, to your glorification and make their evil paths right. We pray all this in your holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. And that is all we have for today on 1% with Him. Um, I will be back tomorrow for another 1% with Him. And again, like I said, Podcast Free Saturday is no longer no more. I will be doing a podcast, a Bible podcast on Saturday, but Saturday will be replaced with Thursday. So the only reason I'm on today is because I missed last night. We had so much to do. We have our daughter in a Christmas pageant. And before you start freaking out, it's not like a Jean Brene Ramp type of pageant. It's like a Christmas play that's going on at the church that my wife goes to. And I don't know, for some reason they call it a Christmas pageant. I don't, I don't know why. I, they just can't call it the, a Christmas show. I don't know. I don't like the word pageant. I don't know. But anyway, so we had a lot we were doing yesterday. We went to the gym and we just... By the time you know it, by the time we got home after we went out to eat, it was like so late. I'm like, I'm not doing a show right now. <laughs> I'm like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, I'm gonna, gonna do this tomorrow. So I hope you all have an outstanding day wherever you're at in the world or an outstanding night. And may God bless each and every one of you. And we'll be back here tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye. Wrong song, wrong song. Oh, epic fail. Boo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a his hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation how to get your nation back how to restore the republic how to take accountability for your own life and to finally be free 